Happy, happy, happy New Year, my ambitious friends. I hope 2017 is your best year ever and you get to learn and grow tremendously. In this episode of 2000 Books, Dave Cranshaw guides you through a very powerful two-minute exercise that will teach you one of the most important lessons in productivity. Well, hello, hello, my ambitious friends, and welcome to 2000 Books. Every Monday and Wednesday, we bring you the most important actionable ideas from the world's greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs, books in the field of startups, marketing, sales, productivity, management, leadership, strategy, personal development, and much, much more. And I am your host, Manny Vaya. Dave Cranshaw is the founder of Invaluable Inc., a small business coaching company he started in 1998. Dave is the master of helping businesses triumph over chaos and has appeared in Time Magazine, Fast Company, USA Today, and the BBC News. Today we're talking about his book, The Myth of Multitasking, How Doing It All Gets Nothing Done, which has been published in six languages and is a time management bestseller. Dave, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. So let's start off. Tell us in a couple of sentences, why should an entrepreneur read this book? Uh, Because entrepreneurs as a group are the most prone to multitask and they are the worst at it for a couple of reasons. Number one, psychologically speaking, entrepreneurs are much more likely to have psychological tendencies, ADHD, whatever you want to call it. They're much more likely as a group to just want to do it. And then second, as an entrepreneur, if you think about what your day is like, you're not just the business owner, right? You're the business owner, you're the salesperson, you're the chief marketing officer, you're the janitor, you're doing all this stuff. And so each one of those roles is a switch in attention. And so you're losing just buckets of time and productivity because of your tendency, your proclivity to multitask throughout the day. Dave, before we get into the interview, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your personal story and what led you to writing this book and what you're up to now. Yeah, so I um, I don't look it always, but I, I am 41. <laughs> I started coaching business owners when I was 23. I was still in college, got certified because I was crazy enough to think that I could help business owners when I was 23. And I currently am married I have three children. I live in Salt Lake City. And really part of my backstory, when I give a public speech, I talk about this, is I was jumping around from career to career. I was extremely disorganized. Right now you see the office behind me. It looks pretty good. But in the past, it would have been just piles of stuff mm-hmm. everywhere. And I was trying to be a rock star. I was a salesperson. I taught high school. I was all over the place. And I heard two words that changed my life, which were, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and and I realized that I was now going to have to provide for a new life coming into our, our family. And so I had to change. And so what I did was I, I went to a psychologist and he gave me a couple of tests and he said, well, you're, you're freaking off the charts ADHD. Mm-hmm. And that helped me realize that I had a problem. And then I used my original training, which is systems, because when I was coaching businesses, I focused on systems. I used that methodology of creating systems, a process to follow, and I applied it to myself. I created a process for myself to follow to get more organized. And it's based on some of the greatest time management teaching in the world, Stephen Covey, uh, David Allen, Brian Tracy. But what I did was I simplified it and streamlined it the most crazy, busy, disorganized person in the world who also happened to be an entrepreneur. And that's sort of what led to me creating the myth of multitasking because it was based on me helping others. And then also you mentioned how you went through the Linda 
program, uh, Time Management Fundamentals, that is that training program that also now has been developed through the years of helping people one-on-one. Yeah, that was my first exposure to you before I even read your book. I actually went through that course when I used to work as an engineer back in the days. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So let's get into the book. The book is a fable. It's a business fable. So we're not going to tell the story to our listeners, but let's talk about the key lessons, the important lessons, the three most important lessons is what we like to focus on here in terms of productivity, in terms of multitasking. Let's get started there. Okay. Well, I think the first thing is to understand that switches are the enemy. Mm-hmm. switches of attention. Anytime that you're working on something, like you said, an engineer, you're engaged, you're focused on that. And anything that pulls that attention away, it costs time for the distraction, but it also is costing you transition time. It's switching cost, which typically is applied in macroeconomic terms, like switching from iPhone to Samsung, right? But you experience micro switching cost throughout your day. So that's the first thing is just being aware that switches are incredibly costly. It costs you at least 28% of the average knowledge worker's day. That means that one week, one work week out of every month is just garbage. Yeah. Just wasted in switches and interruptions. And so, you know, what do they say in like a 12-step program? Admitting you have a problem is the first step. That's the first step is just recognizing the powerful negative impact that switches have in our day. Yeah, and later on, I guess we'll get into an exercise as well. But just to kind of build on that, as an engineer, a lot of people assume that a computer, a phone, or something, it can multitask. It can do so many different things. And the same way our brain is good at multitasking, but that's not the case because a brain is a singular processing machine. And anytime we try to go to a new task, anytime we switch over to a new task, we actually have to do a context switch as we call it. I mean, it's the same in engineering and computer engineering, we call it context switch. But we have to unload what is in the memory right now. We need to load in something fresh and then again unload it later. And the challenge with that is every time we do, we take it out of our memory and put it back, we waste our time. But not only that, I mean, I guess the bigger, even bigger problem with that is we lose that flow. We lose that zone that we were in. And that is so expensive. Yeah. Well, and that leads to the second principle, which is when people think they're multitasking, what they're really doing is switch tasking. Mm -hmm. They're switching back and forth rapidly between all these different things. So if switches are the enemy and if multitasking creates lots more switches, multitasking is one of the biggest culprits of a loss of productivity. Now, I have to be really clear. I use the term switch tasking because the the case that I make in the book is that multitasking does not exist. Mm -hmm. It's just a bad word. Even from the computer standpoint, it doesn't exist, right? The computer geek definition of multitasking is the computer's apparent ability to do multiple things at the same time. Apparent is a powerful word because what it says is it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Even as we're having this conversation on Skype, my computer is running back and forth between that and whatever's happening in the background, but it's really just switching rapidly back and forth. Now, my computer's powerful enough that it can handle this right now, but if I opened up 100 browser tabs, instantly everything would crash, go to a halt because we start experiencing the cost of switching, which is things take longer, you make more mistakes, and it increases stress levels. Computers do it, we do it. Just as you mentioned, the brain is a single processing unit. 
So when I try to engage in multiple things at the same time, I actually take longer to perform all of these. I increase my mistakes and I am increasing my stress levels as a result. Yeah, I guess those are three important keys. It takes longer, it increases your stress levels, and it decreases the quality of your work. I mean, nothing good is coming out of it. All three of them are detrimental to us entrepreneurs to doing anything of high quality. Yeah, and so that's why there's the exercise that you referenced. Uh, you can Google multitasking exercise. You'll probably link to the YouTube video that I have. Make sure you link to the new one. There's a new one where I talk about the switch tasking example. Oh, we'll, we'll make people do it. I mean, we, you can guide us through it, right? When we get into the action steps. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if we're quite set up to do it. You want me to do it on, I could guess I could try to do yeah, it. Yeah, we could just do it on the video and on phone and we'll be able to get it done. Okay. Yeah. So here's how it works. The phrase that I use, I'll use the one from my YouTube video, which is switch tasking is a thief, okay? Mm -hmm. So take a piece of paper, turn it lengthwise, and write on the top, switch tasking is a thief. Mm -hmm. So right across the top, switch tasking is a thief. Then draw three lines across it. So you should have four rows on the page below switch tasking is a thief. You got that handy? Yep. Okay. We'll also, there's a link to the handout that we can give people, there's a download that you can use for this as well. Sure thing. Okay. So here's what we want to do. The first time, you just want to recopy the phrase, switch tasking is a thief on the first row, and then write the numbers, let's see, 1 through 21 on the second row. Okay. Do you want me to start a timer here? Yeah, let's do that. So everyone should be done at around 35 seconds. So let's Set the timer for 35 seconds to give everybody enough time. So I'm going to say go. Don't mm -hmm. start until I say go. You're going to write switch tasking as a thief on the first row mm -hmm. and then 1 through 21 on the second row okay. and then write your approximate time when you're done. Okay. okay? Actually, I'll do the timer. Yeah. So here we go. Mm -hmm. uh, get ready. Get set. Go. Okay. Five seconds. 10 seconds, 15, 20. Okay, done. Okay, we'll give the slower people here a little more time. 25, 30, we'll go five more seconds, and then 35. Okay, most everyone should be done now. So now we're going to do it again. But this time we're going to simulate what happens when you think you're multitasking but are really switch tasking. So for every letter that you write, you're going to write a number. You're going to switch back and forth. So S and then 1 and then W and then 2 and then I and then 3 and so on. Okay. So we'll also time that again. Uh, we'll go usually 60 seconds is about enough on this. So we'll get ready, get set, go. Five seconds. Ten. Fifteen. Twenty. Twenty-five. Thirty. 
35. Okay. 40. We'll go 20 more for the slower audience members. 45. Shouldn't say slower, the more thoughtful. 50. 55. And then 60. Okay, so if you did this, everyone else did this, you saw it, you experienced the three effects of switch tasking. Number one, the amount of time it takes to complete these increases. Yours was about double, yeah, right? Yeah, I went from 22 seconds to 40 seconds. And I'll tell you my experience, what happened as a result of doing this. First time, it was a breeze. The second time, I felt that anxiety building. I, I felt frustrated. I felt like, what the hell am I doing? What, you know, this is annoying. This is frustrating. I, I feel challenged, I, unnecessarily taxed, which yes. was not required at all. So, yeah, that's the third effect, the stress and, that you feel from it. And my handwriting is so much better in the first line compared to the fourth line, so people can see. But it's, it's yeah, it's yeah. all of the above, as you just said. Well, and I'll do this with a room full of, you know, highly successful business owners. People have had businesses 10 plus years. They have 50, 100 employees. We'll do this. I'll say, be honest, how many of you ended up on a different number, <laughs> right? A number other than 21. And maybe a third of the room will raise their hand, which illustrates the mistake issue. You increase the mistakes you make. Whenever you see highly intelligent people making very dumb mistakes, that's almost always a symptom of switch tasking, not incompetence. And yet we blame people when we see that, right? We say, why are you messing up? We did this together. We practiced it together. But really, it's just the effect of the switching that's causing them to behave in this way. Yeah, this is really, really, really educational. And I think uh, something <laughs> we should go back every once in a while to revisit just to emphasize the idea that it is really bad for us. So this is great. Uh, thank you. So before we carry on with the interview, I have an important question for you. Do you consistently take action on the books you read? Because a lot of research has now proven that there is really no learning without action. So if you're not taking action on what you're reading, here's a simple fix for you. Head on over to 2000books.com slash summary and download 10-minute action guides of the 10 greatest books for entrepreneurs. And they're all for free. From age-old classics like Think and Grow Rich to modern-day bestsellers like The Lean Startup. We have some of the greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs there. So head on over to 2000books.com slash summary and download these free 10-minute action guides. Or you can even text the word summary to 44222 and get these action guides. Okay, now back to the interview. Yeah, let's talk about another big idea. I think you were talking about relationships, so... Let's talk about that. Yeah, that's the fourth effect. And it's one that we can't really simulate here. But I'll, I'll tell you what I do when I speak. I'll have people pair up. And I'll have the first person tell the other person about something they love, a hobby. Right? I'll let them do it for 30 seconds and then I'll stop. And I'll say, okay, reverse roles. Now, tell the other person about one of your hobbies. But this person who's listening, multitask. Mm. Play with your phone. Be distracted. Play with your papers. Listen to them, but play with your phone. Right? And then we'll do that for 30 seconds. And then I'll ask the people who were just speaking, how did that make you feel in one word? Mm -hmm. And the word that I always hear is unimportant, mm -hmm. right? So when you multitask on a human being, you're communicating to them 
that they are less important than whatever it is that you could be doing at that time. Mm. Now, none of us would dream of waking up, starting our day, going downstairs to a loved one and say, hi, you're unimportant. What are you going to do today? <laughs> right? Or picking up the phone at work and say, hey, uh, thank you for calling Manny's company where you're unimportant. How can I help you? <laughs> we would never do that. Right. But when we multitask on a human being, that's exactly what we're doing. So now let's flip it on the positive side. I have seen so many relationships improve, so many marriages saved and customer service improve just simply by virtue of people stopping and focusing on the individual that they're talking to. It, it's amazing because we live in a world that everybody's doing that to each other and they're damaging relationships with people. So if you can be someone who doesn't do that, who says, you know what, when I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to focus on you 100%. I'm going to give you all my attention. You stand out. Mm -hmm. you, you all of a sudden are someone that others want, are gravitating toward because you treat them as, as important. Yeah, it's unfortunate reality of the world today. I mean, you go to a restaurant and you see people on a date, but they're both looking at their phones. Or you see a family on a dinner table and they're all looking at their phones. And um, we... <laughs> Uh, we realize that uh, we're we're slowly but surely killing our relationships by indulging in something like this, and uh, we need to wake up sooner than later and start paying attention to what is in front of us right here, right now. Yes, yes. I think uh, one of my favorite business authors uh, he talks about the importance of focus of of focused uh, attention, that is Peter Drucker. Mm -hmm. yes. He always emphasized that there is no great work that can really be done without extended periods of uninterrupted focus time. So really looking at it from a stepping back and looking at it from a bigger picture, your life in some ways, all your life's great work, including your relationships, cannot be accomplished without focused periods of time. Right. And we almost have become afraid of that. The problem is we've become conditioned to behave as if we have ADHD. Most people don't have it. It's a genetic condition that you had to have had prior to basically age seven. But most people are operating as if they had it. And the reason why is they've conditioned their brain to operate that way. The good news is if it's a conditioned response, it can be unconditioned. We can create a new pattern of behavior that instead actually focuses on people and takes the time and is not distracted. Yeah. Day. And a lot of people actually believe that somehow they get more done, but the truth is they get less done. Right. Less yeah. done with more mistakes and more stress. That's right. Well, Dave, this is fun. Um, let's give our listeners now, I mean, as we condense the whole thing, as we condense everything we just talked about, three specific action items, three specific things that they can go and do, apply in their lives today, in their business today to make progress on this front? Yeah, the first thing that I would say is, is the easiest. If switches are the enemy and we want to reduce the switches, then try to turn off all controllable digital distractions. What I mean by that is turn off app notifications on your phone. Those are a horrible invention, right? Candy Crush telling you you need to go back and play again. No, you don't. Turn off email message notifications on your phone and on your computer. Yep. Even if it doesn't make a noise, if you have a little pop-up in the corner of your screen, that pulls your attention away and causes switch tasking. So every little digital distraction that you can turn off is going to yield a whole lot of time. If you increase your productivity 2% over the next year, just 2%, 
you will gain an entire work week over the next year. That's powerful. So this is a great way to start that process. Yeah, so that's the first thing. We can stop our distractions, stop the notifications, and turn off all these notifications to allow, to disallow the distractions coming into our life. What's the second thing we can do? The second thing kind of hints at what you were talking about with focus. And we talk about, and, and I get into this a whole lot more in my time management fundamentals course, but focusing on what's most valuable. Determining what you as an individual are best at and what comes easiest to you. And then blocking out big chunks of time in your calendar that you're going to devote to just those things where you focus on it. So let's say that your best skill right now is coding. Okay, It could be anything, but let's say it's coding. Let's make sure that we're protecting big blocks of uninterrupted time to do coding. Or if it's sales, or if it's coming up with new ideas, or if it's writing, whatever it is, big chunks of uninterrupted time. Build those into your calendar and protect them. Schedule everything else around those things and let them dictate your schedule rather than letting the interruptions of other people dictate your schedule. Absolutely. And that one I can vouch for works really well because it it gives you a sense of fulfillment that you never get by doing 15 minutes of work here and 20 minutes of work there and then getting distracted. It's a, it's a, a flow. It's a sense of fulfillment. It's more productive. Everything is opposite of the three detriments of switch tasking. So, yeah. Yeah. And another one. Uh, let's let's get on the fourth effect of, of multitasking, which is which is the relationships. So the the thing that you can do this moment, the moment you stop watching this video, is focus on people. When when there is a face, when there are eyeballs and, and nose, or when you're talking to somebody with a mouth, that should be a sign. Do not do anything else. Focus on them 100%. And, you know, if you have a limited amount of time to do it with them, say, okay, you know, I have to do something else in five minutes, but for the next five minutes, I'm going to focus on you 100%. So you can still set the expectation. You don't have to, you know, let people just talk forever (laughs) and ramble on. You can still be be, um, efficient, but when you talk to human beings, give them 100% of your attention the conversations will go faster, you'll build relationships better, um, and it, it'll just have so many other positive impacts in your life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something very interesting you said. You said the conversations will go faster. Yes. It's, it's almost like because you're slowing down, things are going faster. Yeah. The example that I give uh, that I like to share is one day I was watching the Super Bowl, and my three-year-old son came up to me in the middle of the Super Bowl, and he held up a book, and he said, Daddy, read story. Now, if I had tried to multitask, I would have been, you know, and then they went, and then, oh, and then this happened, and then, oh, it's to sack, and oh, oh, touchdown, right? I'm going back and forth, back and forth. But what I chose to do was to read him the story, and I focused on that. It took about three minutes, and then when he was done, he said, thank you, Daddy, and you know, did whatever three-year-olds do. But for those three minutes, yeah, maybe I missed something during the game, but he knew and I knew I had nothing more important to do for those three minutes. Mm. And if I had tried to multitask, it would have taken longer. If I had tried to multitask, it wouldn't have been a good experience for either one of us, and it would have made us both frustrated. So um, 
these are the little moments that are going to happen today to everyone who listens to this. They're going to happen to you today. And hopefully now your, your antennas will be up and you'll be aware of it and say, okay, here's a chance to just focus on this person. Great. Uh, well, Dave, this has been really educational. So thank you very much. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Um, before we go, I'm going to ask you a really simple question. Your three favorite books, business or personal development? Business or personal development. I'm a big fan of uh, The Power of Focus by Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, and Les Hewitt. Um, that's a great example, a lot of inspiration about how to get more focused. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to say a classic, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. You know, I was scared of reading that when I was younger because I thought it sounded cheesy. Uh, I thought it was just, you know, uh, self-help mumbo-jumbo. But what it really is is it teaches you to start looking at the world in the perspective of the other person. Yeah. And if you can start to think about how can I serve others, that is a mindset that the most successful people in the world live all the time. Well, that's great, Dave. Definitely think how to win friends and influence people is one of my all-time favorites as well. So let's end the interview by telling our listeners where to find you, find the book, and all the other stuff that you're up to. Sure. Uh, so you can go to DaveCrenshaw.com. Uh, that's my main website. I put out a free video uh, once a week. It's a short 90-second video because I know I'm working with entrepreneurs too busy for anything else. Um, also, if you want to get access to my Linda course, uh, you can get uh, 30 days free access at uh, DaveCrenshaw.com forward slash free. And there's a place where you can get a free offer and you can go through my whole course that you just talked about. I've also got a course on small business secrets, 30 days free access, uh, DaveCrenshaw.com forward, forward slash free. Got it. Well, Dave, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Manny. So, my ambitious friends, over the last few weeks, I've been thinking really hard about how to improve this podcast, how to make it better for you. And finally, I realized that the best way to do it would be to ask you. So I will give you my San Diego phone number and I want you to text me with two things. How do you want me to improve this podcast and what is your number one business challenge? You can tell me anything else you want, but these two things would really help. And don't worry, I won't ask for your email address or put your number in any sort of system that sends you automatic messages or call you, none of that. This is my number where all I want to do is interact with you via text messaging and figure out how to make this podcast better for you. Of course, if you want to talk, we can figure out a way to talk as well. So please take a minute from whatever you're doing right now, open up your text message app and text me at 858-859-8098. I will personally respond to you. Again, that number is 858-859-8098. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and I will respond to each and every one of your messages personally. I promise that. And again, you can also find the number in the show description and on the episode photo. All right, my ambitious friends, let's go and do something great in this world.